We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 27th, 2015. Next report, Pope Francis Rick Warren and that 2014 Catholic interview no one thought important, reminding of its revealing facts about, quote, America's pastor. In May of 2014, Roger Oakland wrote a five-part series addressing Rick Warren's television interview with Catholic TV host Raymond Arroyo. The facts that Roger uncovered should have sent shockwaves through the Christian church, but they didn't. In fact, leaders and most pastors in the Christian church didn't seem to care at all. I had this listener the other day, this poor listener, she was at this church, and she brought all the stuff to the pastor, and some of it was on Rick Warren, and probably some other people, and you know, it was all documentation, it was all true, just documented facts. And they basically came back to her and said, this simpering, like, you know, holier than thou, but yet trying to act like they're, they're um, such good Christians that don't judge anything or anybody, basically told her, you just need to seek another house of fellowship or something along those lines, another church, because it's just not a right, the right fit for you here. In other words, it didn't matter what you gave them about about these these it didn't matter what facts you had on them they were totally disinterested and uninterested because they're part of the whole new world order they're probably part of the fema clergy response team they're a whole part of that 501c3 corporate horse system that the churches are all a part of most of them of 99 plus percent of them and they're going to go along with the with the one world government new world order plan and they're not going to utter a word against it and i told him i told her i said they did you a favor it's going to come down to that for everybody in these churches. Either the pastor's going to have to get out of it and realize what's going on, or you're going to have to get out of the church. And most of the pastors aren't. And the ones that are on the clergy response team, they ain't going to tell you either. And they're making notes and checking it twice, finding out who's naughty and nice. Speak against the government, you go to one of these 501c3 corporate narc churches where you're, the pastor's on the clergy response team on the, on the on, I don't know if he's on the dole form, but there's probably getting some type of benefit. Or the benefit being when things go down, you know, your family will be protected. And you, you'll only have to sell out your whole congregation, though. But then they'll turn on them and rend them, too, when they're done. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. As is deserved, as, as would be only fitting. They'll be on the same trains going down to the same uh, FEMA extermination camp. If it comes to that point, or I believe it will at some point, possibly, but if, if things, if satanically things played out the way that he would like them to play out, you know, and you've got these pastors doing this. And so I, I just told her, I said, you know, he did you a favor, you know, thank God. He did you a favor. You don't need to be there. I didn't say it mean like that, but I mean, I did say he did you a favor. You know, shown his true colors. It's what I've been telling people to do, for the most part, if they can. I mean, obviously you have a choice wherever you're at. And maybe there's some special circumstances. Maybe there's this, maybe there's that. Do what God tells you to do. But, you know, I can't be a part of that system, personally. I came out of it a long time ago. I did been to umpteen churches and... That's what springboard this whole ministry. And I'm not saying that, that what I did is right for every single person. You're all accountable to God in your own unique ways. And whatever he's telling you to do, please, or convicting you to do, please do that. But the 501c3 corporate whore church of America is going down the same train tracks to that whole one world religion. That's a guarantee. And they're either going to have to get on board or they're going to have to jump ship. The longer you stay on, the less likely you're going to jump ship. Um, so let's go forward here. Uh, let's see here. So, and now Rick Warren will be joining Pope Francis at the papacy's invitation where the Catholic Pope comes to the United States this month, which is happening, happened. Warren is scheduled to be a keynote speaker at one of the events for discerning Christians who do care about what is happening in the church, including the most current ecumenical move to bring the quote, lost brethren back to the mother whore church and ultimately form a unified global religious body as the Bible states will happen. We'd like to bring to your attention these five articles by Roger Oakland and ask that you pray that many eyes will be opened to what is happening. And much of this 
taking place within evangelism, if not most of it, can be attributed to the actions of, of leaders such as Rick Warren, Beth Moore, and the late Chuck Colson, and many others who have escalated this dangerous ecumenicism that is changing the face of mainstream Christianity today. Here are the links to the five main articles from the 2014 series written by Roger Oakland of Understanding the Times uh, with some, and again, just glean, I know there's some people that have real super big issues, well, one in particular, I have a listener, has a huge issue with Roger Oakland, I get that, but I'm telling you, glean from these articles, because it doesn't seem to me that there's a lot of um, bad information in here, okay, it, it sounds like, you know, they're, they're very accurate in describing the wickedness of Rick Warren. Okay, with some brief, brief notes on each. There's also links to the actual interview between Warren and Arroyo. I mean, it's it, when you're dealing with an interview, if it's coming out of Rick Warren's mouth, okay, it's coming out of his mouth. We're just documenting things. Okay, if Rick Warren's openly admitting to it. So, um, now, in order to access these audio links, you're going to have to click on the main link. And here I put it above to access these links. It's, it's going to be on page, like, I don't know, around 10. You click on, I tried to copy and paste this like, I don't know how many times it would not let me do it. It just kept going off. I couldn't format it properly. It was messing everything up. So I had to do it in a plain text. And, and um, uh, But the article, the, the, the original links are in the, um, the link provided at the top of this report. And um, you can access all of them from there. Part one, though. I'll just go over what they cover. Part one of special coverage, Rick Warren's ecumenical pathway to Rome continues. Rick talks about the expansion of his ministry abroad, the Vatican delegation that recently came to Orange County to study his church's style of evangelization, evangelization, (laughs) the Vatican delegation that came to his church, and which television channel he finds himself watching the most often and shows that draw him. We're going to talk about that in a second. Rick Warren's, and then... Another thing this gets into is Rick Warren starts the Purpose Driven Catholics program in 2005. Evidently, it's his outreach to Catholics. Not to convert them, but I guess how they could live the purpose-driven life and still be good Catholics. Rick Warren then, another thing covered, Rick Warren admits he is in favor of the Roman Catholic New New Evangelization Program set up to win the lost brethren back to the Mother Church. So he's in favor of that. He doesn't want to convert any of the Catholics to, to true Bible-believing Christians. No, he he likes the Roman Catholic New Evangeliz- Evangelization Program to win lost brethren back to the mother whore church. He's in favor of that. Just shows what a stinking devil that he is. And then the second one of these interviews or, or, or reports is entitled Rick Warren, Roman Catholic Mystics, and Pope Francis. There is no doubt Warren's march toward ecumenical unity with Rome is becoming clearer and bolder as time passes, and his own words confirm that Roman Catholic mystics and their writings have been a strong influence on him personally and in his ministry. The authors in the books mentioned by Warren are more than revealing. They clearly show where his theology is founded. Um, and, and it says, see part one and two of the interview between Rick Warren and Raymond Arroyo, and then it says click here, but again, you'll be able to access that if you click on the main link for this report. So you hear it right out of his own mouth. Um, Three, the third report is entitled Rick Warren, Religious Liberty, and Catholics and Evangelicals Together. Rick Warren may have laid, have a plan laid away for the future of promoting a religious liberty movement that will be the equivalent of the civil liberties movement of times past. It is possible that a so-called religious liberty movement championed by Rick Warren could be a stepping stone to something else, especially when it's so obvious this would be another important way to join evangelicals and Catholics together, a common trend in our day. And then also Rick Warren could be a major spokesperson for persuading evangelicals to join together with Roman Catholics. Now, what if, you know, you really start to see the signs and line wonders and, and false miracles through Catholicism? What if that really starts to explode? Well, who better to point people to the Catholic Church to say, hey, look, these are we're, we're just lost sheep that have gone astray. This is the true mother whore church. We need to join back up. Look at all the things that God is doing through this whorish devil church. I mean, I'm adding that in, but, um, you know, look, I mean, how can we deny this? We need to all, you know, mass migrate back into the mother whore, and then eventually that'll just turn into a one-world global religion under Antichrist, a false prophet. Next 
the report um, in this series was Rick Warren, Gene Vayner, and the New Evangelization. If Rick Warren and his followers represent the direction many former Protestants are heading, it is only a matter of time for the coming one-world ecumenical religion to be established. The Jesuit plan is to bring the separated brethren back home to Rome, and that uh, will that will be accomplished. Rick Warren admits that he is a he has a spiritual director at the retreat center at Saddleback who was trained by the Catholic contemplative figure Jean Var- Veneer. So he's got somebody working at Saddleback known as his spiritual director, who was trained by Catholic contemplative figure Jean Veneer. Veneer is a contemplative mystic who promotes inner spiritual and interfaith beliefs, calling the Hindu Mahatma Gandhi one of the greatest prophets of our times. Yeah, he started off every day by drinking a frothy glass of his own urine, just so you know. Pagan devil, okay? But he's calling him one of the greatest prophets of our times. A man sent by God, sent by Satan. He just got God and Satan messed up there. Uh, also, in the book Essential Writings, Vanner talks about opening doors to other religions and helping people develop their own faiths, be it Hinduism, Christianity, or Islam. All paths lead to heaven, evidently, according to them. The book also describes how Vanner read Thomas Merton Merton in practice and was influenced by the spiritual experiences or exercises of Jesuit founder and mystic Saint Ignatius. And again, we have the first Jesuit Pope ever right now, Pope Francis, and the Jesuits are by far the most wicked, evil faction of the Catholic death cult that there is. Okay. Um, so let's go further. And then the fifth report in the series, Rick Warren in the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, which is one of his favorite shows, when a Christian leader publicly makes statements or endorsements by saying or doing things that contradict the Bible, the leader needs to be addressed or dressed down in a public manner so that those who have been influenced can be put back on track. And, and these Bible verses came to mind with this. 1 Timothy 1, 18-20 says, This I charge, I commit thee, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou... By them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, made shipwreck, of whom Hymaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, and it also says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the soul may be saved, Okay, which is biblical, which never ever is talked about in the church now. But he says, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Well, all these guys like Rick Warren and the Pope ever do is blaspheme, pretty much. And then Titus 1, 9-14 says, Holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine to both exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. <laughs> Boy, that would really apply to our time. Especially they of the circumcision and, and that were the religious Jews he was referring to in the day that this was written, day and times it was written, whose mouths must be stopped. So, whose mouths must be stopped is biblical. Now, I'm not saying we go out and do it physically, but God can do it. You know? Whose mouths must, must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things they ought not for filthy lucre's sake, for money's sake. Well, and you think about, like, these charlatan TV evangelists who subvert whole houses. These people send like their life savings in or, or, or go broke and because they think they're going to get some magic prayer cloth or some kind of divine blessing. Why do they do it for money? You know? One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. The Cretans were a race of people from Crete, I believe. And even one of their own prophets said they are always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. Lazy, evil, always liars. Okay? What is what is the um what does the Bible say after this? In Titus. It says, This witness is true. In other words, he didn't say, Oh no, don't say that about the Cretans. They're not 
always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. No, he said this witness is true. Like I said, when I dealt with Haitians, and I'm not saying if I have any Haitian listeners, I'm condemning you. I'm saying with the ones I dealt with, that was one of the most overall, just flat out wicked races of people I've ever dealt with. I'm just saying, they were. They were always liars, it seemed like. Like with down to the man, like without exception. And even the pastors were some of the worst ones. And a lot of it, I believe, is because they a lot of uh, a ton of them, if not all of them, still practice some form of voodoo. They brought it over from Haiti. They practiced it. They still have those same demons. They can play Christian all day long, but it doesn't make it so. And I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> wow, did I see some totally unbelievably evil behavior from them. And um, I'm not saying that because I have an axe to grind or I think I'm better. I'm hypocritically judging them. You know, I'm just telling you, that was my observations. Okay, so I can understand when they say a whole race of people are always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. I'm, you know, I would say that, that from my experience, that's what I experienced with, with uh, the Haitians. I'm just saying. And you look at that country and you, you look at the, the absolute abject third world poverty. You look at the fact of, of the high level, unbelievably horrific witchcraft that's practiced there. You look at the fruit it's produced. You look at how the whole country was dedicated to Satan from its very inception. You look at, you look at all the false religion and how they've melded Catholicism with voodoo. What would you expect? Would you expect a good outcome? You look at the abject squalor they live in, the filth. Would you expect a good outcome? No. This witness is true. I'm just using that as an example. Wherefore, so what do you do then? Well, this witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be found sound in the faith. Meaning, okay, there's still hope for them. But what's, how, what do you do with them? You rebuke them sharply. Well, that's not Christian. Yes, it is. Did Jesus Christ rebuke the Pharisees and Sadducees sharply? Did he rebuke Peter sharply when he told, get me behind thee, Satan? Yeah. Okay. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be found sound in the faith. That's their, that's their hope. Not mollycoddling them and tickling their ears. Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from truth. As Jesus said, the traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. And that's no more truer than any other place in the Catholic Church. Titus 3.10 says, A man that is an heretic, a heretic like an infidel, somebody who's departed from the faith, a man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition reject. No, you just don't keep, you know, don't cast your pearls before swine. Shake the dust off your feet. And, and then that's the next verse. And whosoever, Mark 6, 11, whosoever not, shall not receive you nor hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Well, that, none of that's Christian. Yes, it is. It's all Christian. It's just that the churches don't teach the full counsel of God. And I'm not saying I teach it enough. Of course, I'm not a pastor either. You know, I'm not, I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm not a pastor. But I'm saying most churches, you're, you're not going to hear any of these verses hardly. If any of them. They avoid them. They just pick and choose. They cherry pick. I like to get into a lot of the really hard verses that, that are, that are um, you know, unpleasant to the ears. Because they're in there. And, and they're, they deserve to be taught on as much as the ones that, you know, are a lot more um, easier on the ears so to speak um going back to this report and this is about this whole rick warren gene varner or no no rick warren and the chaplet of divine mercy which is one of his favorite shows warren's main reason for watching the roman catholic eternal word television network i didn't even know such a thing existed he's he watches this all the time roman catholic eternal word television show Network is to gain a knowledge and understanding of Christian history? 
The commenter says, then there's no question he's getting a biased, one-sided view. That, that, that doesn't even do that justice, that last sentence. You're going to go to the most fork-tongued, lying, apostate, Christian, black devil death cult, pseudo-Christian institution on the planet to get, gain a knowledge and understanding of Christian history. Oh, I'm sure they're not going to whitewash the Inquisition. They killed over 50 million and probably 100 million. A ton of them were born-again believers. A lot of their bones make up a lot of their cathedrals and things of this nature. And the torture devices used and by the Office of Inquisition and the burning at the stake and all of the other wicked, evil abominations they committed against true Christians. Oh, well, I'm sure you're, you're, you're going to get the real truth on that. And you're going to get the real truth on the whole cadre and legion of pedophile priests that still walk the earth that the catholic church still goes around to protect i'm sure you're going to get the truth on that what what a devil rick warren is in warren's own words one of my favorite shows which you repeat often is and this was this during this catholic interview is the chaplet of divine mercy which i love and when i've had a very stressful day i'll come home i've got it taped and Kay and i will both listen He's taping this? The Catholic Chaplet of Divine Mercy? We'll put on, we'll put it on and just sit back, relax, and worship. And in the time of reflection, meditation, and quietness, I find myself renewed and restored by Satan. Oh, I put the by Satan in there, but that's who's doing it. If he is getting renewed and restored. So thank you for continuing to play the chaplet of divine mercy. This is America's pastor. Self-proclaimed, probably. The chaplet of divine mercy is based on the visions of Jesus, this false Sananda Jesus, though, reported by St. Mary Faustina Kowalowski. She lived from 1905 to 1938. Known as the Apostle of Mercy... Faustina stated that she received the prayer through visions and conversations with Jesus, who made specific promises regarding the recitation of prayers. So again, repetitive prayers. This is a false devil Jesus communicating with her. Posing as the Jesus of the Bible. The chaplet is often said as a rosary-based prayer with the same set of rosary beads used for reciting the Holy Rosary or the chaplet of holy wounds in the Roman Catholic Church. And this is his basically his favorite show from some burning in hell Catholic quote saint Mary Faustina Kalowski, who died in 1938, who was known as the Apostle of Mercy, who received these false visions and conversations with some entity known as Jesus, because I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the truth here, who made specific promises regarding the recitation of prayers. Oh, do this. Recite this prayer. Use the rosary and you'll get this. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I want it. Works-based. Earn your way to heaven. Unbelievable. And this devil's admitting to this. The chaplet may also be said without beads. Usually by counting prayers on the fingertips. Oh, I guess if you don't have a good set of rosary beads, you'll have to do it that way and may be accompanied by the veneration of the divine mercy image. Oh, only God knows what that abomination is. I have no idea myself. Yeah, this is straight from good old Rick, who Rick Warren's following. I never even knew about this abomination. The show. I... Wow. I mean, I'm I'm just like so blown away by this information. So it ends by saying, see part five of the interview between Rick Warren and Raymond Arroyo. And again, you can access it by clicking the main link there where you can hear all this stuff right out of his own mouth. 
<laughs> pretty speechless. Pretty speechless here. Um, okay, let's keep going. Um, so, here's the next report. Is the rule of law being done away with in order to prepare for the reign of the Antichrist? Why is the Illuminati spending so much time and effort to protect this Pope more than any other? This is by All News Pipeline. With Pope Francis in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia today, which is one of the most hateful cities there is, conversely, today. And I'm not coming down on my leaders that, or my listeners that live there, but I'm just saying from so much of what I've saw that there's ooh, bad, bad stuff that goes on there. Anyway, with Pope Francis in the city of brotherly love today, talking family and global warming. Family meaning let all the illegal aliens and all the ISIS Muslims in and and, and then the global warming obviously take away all your rights and all your liberties and everything. Give it up to Mother Gaia. ISIS is busy turning churches into torture chambers, being used to force Christians to become Muslims, with those defying ISIS having their limbs cut off and being crucified. That's how they show the love of, of, of Christ, of their Christ, Allah, I guess. Um... Why isn't Pope Francis talking about the crucifixion of Christians? Because he doesn't care. He doesn't care about all the dead babies being aborted all over the earth every day. Was it like 100,000 every day? If you take it globally? It's like 100 grand. 100,000 babies. Pretty sure it's like every day. If you look at global abortion statistics. America's not the, the, the main place that, that, I mean, we don't have the largest population base. We're a drop in the bucket compared to the rest of the world. 100,000 babies being human sacrificed every day. Try that one on for size. I mean, you know, all the innocent blood crying out from the land. Talk about God having a right to judge this wicked planet. And then the Muslims torturing and killing and beheading and torturing Christians having their limbs cut off and being crucified? Why isn't Pope Francis talking about the crucifixions of the Christians or the abortion clinics or the war on Christianity while in America as Barack Obama throws Syrian Christians to the wolves as warned of by the Prophecy News Network in this linked story? Like I told you, you can't come over here if you're a Syrian Christian or have any kind of Christian bent to you, Yazidi or whatever. No, you stay there. You die. Muslims come one, come all, though. Yeah, we'll take the most radical ones. We won't screen them. We'll just take the men, the, the most radical devils we can get. They're the ones that are downtrodden and need to be shown mercy and compassion to. But you wicked Christians, you stay over there and you get your heads cut off. You get raped. You become their sex slaves. You die and we like it. That's what they're saying. Exactly what they're doing. Actions speak louder than words. But no, this, this disgusting pig maggot of a pope, he won't say anything about any of that nothing and there's a picture of him here i will pray for the poor and those less fortunate from my golden throne <laughs> exactly you fork-tongued devil verily you have your reward you devil you'll love the lake of fire you ugh, maggot oh i'm sorry i, I just oh, i hate this i hate the veneer of being using christianity to accomplish your nefarious evil wicked agenda Sorry. Anyway, it says, so why isn't Pope Francis talking about the crucifixion of Christians and the war on Christianity? We recently reported that ISIS now plans the biggest religious holocaust in the history with a nuclear tsunami that will wipe out hundreds of millions of people from the earth. And yet, we're supplying them weapons. The Pope isn't saying nothing about it. He says a little bit, but hardly anything does hardly anything about any of it just like obama he's just obama with a different suit on suit of clothes and I, when i saw this about how isis plans the biggest religious holocaust in history with a nuclear tsunami that will wipe out hundreds of millions of people i i clicked on the on the report and i'm going to read you from that and then we're going to go back to this main report and it says we learned from british journalist jürgen Todenofer, um, who's 75 years old, who spent 10 days with ISIS. He said that ISIS is the most brutal and most dangerous enemy he has ever seen. We, take, we also take a look below at a video documentary called Unsurvivable that shows a very realistic nuclear war scenario that ends with 255 million people dead. 
We're also told that the West is being foolish as we're vastly underestimating the power of ISIS, especially when we're supplying them with weapons and enabling them and protecting them so that they can go kill, steal, rape, pillage, and inflict all kind of carnage. Given Iran $500 billion, not able to go in there and inspect anything, they're going to have their own inspectors. And we would even have to give them a 30-day notice before we could even come in. And we can't be the ones doing it. Total insanity, all by design, to put them in a position where they can actually detonate suitcase nukes or use nuclear weapons and then blame it on them. Even though the world governments, obviously, we could have stopped all of it. But see, you got to get the numbers down to 500 million according to the Georgia Guidestones in order to appease Mother Gaia. The first commandment of the New World Order, of the Ten Commandments of the New World Order, is to reduce world population to 500 million. We're told that the West is being foolish as we're vastly underestimating the power of ISIS, words echoed by several of the 50 U.S. military intelligence officers, and this is linked to that report, who recently revolted against Obama for not warning strongly enough about the dangers of ISIS to America, and that ISIS likely cannot be stopped militarily from achieving their goals. His dire words of warning should not be overlooked, and he said, quote, the terrorists plan on killing several hundred million people. Remember, if 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 some insane ISIS guy has a suitcase nuke in the trunk and, and, and drives into a large population center and detonates it. Remember, all those, he gets credit. He thinks he's going to get credit for all those human sacrifices for Allah, for killing all those infidels. Can you imagine his reward in paradise? Forget the 72 virgins, there were 7,200 virgins and white skinned boys. You know, that's what he's thinking. Now, when he gets to hell in about two seconds after he detonates the bomb, he's going to realize he really messed up bad. For all eternity. As he'll have to live through the horror of all their deaths collectively over and over and over again through their eyes and all the agony and suffering he put them through. In hell. And and then in the lake of fire. But see, they, you know, they think that they're doing God's service. Like the Bible talks about. This, this military uh, person said the West is drastically underestimating the power of ISIS. He says the genocidal killers have major ambitions to secure atomic weapons and compares them to a nuclear tsunami, tsunami preparing the largest religious cleansing in history. Remember, they want to destroy, kill the, the infidel, the great Satan, which is America. It would be right in the middle of their crosshairs. And here we are just letting them in. Just let them in. Bring them over. Bring all the worst factions of them over. Leave the borders wide open. Let them smuggle in whatever they want. And all the while, all the people like Obama and them are just licking their chops and they just can't wait for it to all happen. They can't wait for, for it to all go hot. And just to sit back and watch all the carnage and all the suffering and all the evil. And here we're, we're boarding 100,000 babies worldwide every day. You know, Do we not deserve to be judged collectively as a world, really? I'm not just talking about America as a world. So the carnage that's coming, the world's almost begged for collectively. I'm not blaming the 100,000 abortions on all the Christians. I, I do think that obviously, and myself included, we, we should have done more to try to work against the evil. I'll, I'll, I'll judge myself first, you know, to stop it. But, and I'm not saying God can't preserve his remnant, but the, the point being is that when you have 100,000 abortions going on every day collectively globally worldwide it's only a matter of time before god's gonna let judgment happen it has to way too much innocent blood crying out from the land so um back on june 3rd we learned isis has vowed to smuggle a nuclear weapon across our completely open southern border a report confirmed with eerie uh, prescience by U.S. General John Kelly, a former commander of the U.S. Southern Command while testifying before the Senate Armed Service Committee in March. Days prior to the threat, uh, June 3rd warning, we learned from India that ISIS was working to get nuclear weapons from Pakistan. So that was that part of it. Now back to our main report. 
So we have to ask, and again, that's something to pray about, obviously. So we have to ask, why is Pope Francis pushing the Islamic invasion of Europe and the USA while being protected at even the higher level than the protection provided by our own president and certainly every other pope before him? Well, he's near and dear to Satan. Of course they're going to go out of their way to protect him. We have much evidence that Francis is indeed the Illuminati's pope and that he has been personally selected to help bring in their new world order. A look at Francis's recent words and actions as outlined in a great detail in the videos below. We see why he has been selected to help bring in the beast system as the Illuminati's Pope. The sayings of Pope Francis versus the teachings of the Holy Bible have been organized in a great detail in this eye-opening story on now, the, on now the End Begins, which is the name of the website, and there's a link to it. Meanwhile, he has also recently invoked the Golden Rule reminding Americans to do unto others as you would have done unto yourself while missing the perfect opportunity to condemn Planned Parenthood and their evil agenda of selling baby parts when he said the golden rule also reminds us of our responsibility to protect and defend human life at every stage of its development as he called for the global abolition of the death penalty. So he wants to get rid of the death penalty for let's say hardened, hardened criminals that actually deserve it. Now I'm not saying that there's not people on death row that uh, a lot of times are innocent. I understand that happens, and I would never. But he wants to make sure that you just do away with the death penalty, even on people that need it. But he will say nothing about the little innocent babies being aborted every day that don't deserve it, is the whole point I'm trying to make here. Okay? He says he wants the global abolition of death penalty since every life is sacred. But again, he doesn't care about the aborted babies. He doesn't care about the, the Christians being sacrificed and slaughtered in the Middle East by ISIS. He doesn't care about them. Their lives are precious. Okay? Are the lives of the unborn, those who are in need of our greatest protection, no longer sacred to the Catholic Church? No. Well, obviously, some there's still some that go out and... and, and, and but again, they're, they're praying to idols. I've been there. Praying the rosary, which is unbiblical. Praying to Mary, which is unbiblical. Or whatever other saint. And they think that they're getting some kind of whatever job done for God. They're doing nothing. If anything, they're invoking devils by doing that. They're hindering born-again Christians that are actually there trying to do... Like I said, when we, were, when we left the other day, I had the, the, the uh, two listeners that were with me there in front of Planned Parenthood. I said, I want to be on their property, and I want to pray in front of there. And we were able to do that. And as we were going... And there was some lady over there, some Catholic, and I'm sure she's well I mean, She comes over and she's throwing like holy water next to me. <laughs> Ground. but who knows from a spiritual standpoint what that might have been doing i mean it could have been helping anything you know she sprayed you know she's throwing the heli water all around and i'm like oh my word i couldn't get mad at her i mean she's 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 thinking she's doing the right thing they granted they they have a genuine they don't want to see the babies aboard and i respect that i can't help not respect that because a lot of them do a whole lot more than a lot of um the christians out there but they're obviously super way misguided i mean they got pictures of sananda jesus master jesus on their poles and, and they're praying the rosary and they're praying to mary i'm like oh man <laughs> oh and you know you're not gonna be able to tell them a thing you know you're just gonna you're just gonna get into a big conflict with them if you try to if you try to educate them i mean they're, they're they have drank the kool-aid a long time ago you know they're so adamant about what they're doing they're actually willing to show up there and do it out in public you know, so I'm not saying that God couldn't open a door for you, but you know, my primary thing there that day was praying against Planned Parenthood and confronting that wickedness. You know, but you got a lot, you have a lot to contend with when you go to these things. So let's go forward here. Um, Hungarian Bishop Laz, Laszlo Kiss Rogio, what a name, Laszlo Kiss Rogio, also recently scolded the Pope for appealing. Uh, that Hungary aid the sea of refugees flooding into Europe. He warned, they're not refugees. This is an invasion. Wow, a Hungarian bishop that actually has a really good brain in his head, at least from that standpoint. I mean, he needs to get saved, but he says, <coughs> excuse me. Um, <clears throat> okay, sorry about that. Um, they're not refugees. Refugees, this is an invasion. They come here with cries of Allah Akubar. <clears throat> wanting to take over he continued europe is being overwhelmed by non-believers posing as refugees well, not, i guess non-believers meaning not catholics posing as refugees who pose a serious threat to the continent's christian universal values i think he means catholic but 
I mean, I think you get the hint. Anyway, so why is Pope Francis pushing this invasion of Europe and America while living in a walled city? As Villai Wilson said in a tweet, um, <clears throat> which he posted, it's quite obvious that the Pope doesn't want any illegal immigrants living near him either. According to a leading atheist, Pope Francis is the kind of world leader we need. So you're getting, you're getting now endorsements from leading atheists. What would make a man who completely denies the existence of God look to the man who is supposed to be one of the leading representatives of God on earth believe that Francis is the kind of world leader we need? Well, what would make him believe that is he looks at his fruits. He looks at his rhetoric. And he says, yeah, this is the kind of guy we need. Because he's Antichrist, and I'm Antichrist. I'm an atheist. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. You know? And so, <laughs> anyway, now, let's go further here. <clears throat> and uh, this is a report titled Third World Invasion, Eyewitness Description. An eyewitness account from Camille Bolonis, a Polish travel blog writer who was present on the Italian-Austrian border on September 5, 2005, as swarms of Third World Muslims poured across the border to invade Austria and Germany. <clears throat> A translation from Polish um, is below. Please note all pictures are from the Australian-Hungarian border. Now, um, you might want to really, it, this is a, another good report to kind of follow along. There's some really good pictures, especially from this point forward. Um, we're seeing these pictures of the filth that these devils left behind. And the, the, just the ungrateful filth. And in attitude that you're seeing here. And let's just read this. This this is Islam, okay? This is Islam in its most wonderful, purest form. Okay? Um, this is this is Islam Quranic style. I mean, this is if you're really being a good Muslim and, and, and you're invading the infidels and, and you're trampling underfoot um, all that they would hold sacred and you're being ungrateful and, and, and you're just being a demon-possessed and vessel of satan i mean that that is islam man i mean that is the more evil you are the better okay and here's all these pictures of of just this massive amount of garbage that goes down the side of this road and then on the side of this road and the back of it for as far as you can really see down the road i mean these people are such stinking filthy savage pigs the the mess they left behind it says half an hour ago and that's not even near the worst part as you're going to see half an hour ago on the border between italy and austria now these are the ones that are coming here too to the united states they're the ones flooding in obviously to germany hungary they're going to be going into europe they're the ones that carries saying okay come one come all let's keep increasing the number we want as many wicked devils here as possible and you fit the bill man you're evil you're wicked we want you we want you to come over here and defile our nation. Half an hour ago, on the border between Italy and Austria, I saw with my own eyes a, a great many immigrants. With all solidarity with people in difficult circumstances, I have to say, what I saw arouses horror. This huge mass of people, sorry, I'll write about this, but these are absolute savages. Vulgar, throwing bottles, shouting loudly that we want Germany, and then also shouting, is this Germany a paradise now? What what stinking, filthy devils. I mean, why would you say something like that? Why, why would that? I mean, it's like any somebody that has something that they don't have, you know, they're going to just make you pay the price evidently, you know. Um, <clears throat> and then it says, I saw how they surrounded a car of an elderly Italian woman. These are men. These are, these are Islamic, like, able-bodied, Young men, primarily, as we're going to see. And they surround um, a German, an elderly Italian woman, pulled her out of the car by her hair and wanted to drive away in the car. They tried to overturn the bus I was in, that I was traveling in, with a group of others. They were throwing feces at us, banging on the doors to force the driver to open them, spat at the windscreen. I asked for what purpose. How is this savagery to assimilate in Germany. I felt for a moment like I was in a war. And it's it showing all the food they left behind. Like, what happened is, is when they came over the border, all these people, oh, they're these poor, poor Syrian whatever. And all these people turn out to, to give them free food and there's apples and 
bread and all kind of food and they just most of it they just left behind they just they just discarded it like like filth and waste and and, and left behind this massive amount of of just refuse trash um food it, it just totally the most ungrateful stinking devils on the planet i mean they the, like the Bible talks about when, when a, a man really starts to get turned over a reprobate mind, one of the first things that happens if you go to Romans 1 is they become unthankful. That is the first thing that will, that where you end up becoming turned over to a reprobate mind. In that case, you're, you're talking men burning after men and women burning after women. Okay, But for somebody to be turned over to a reprobate mind, the first thing it mentions is that they become unthankful. And I see this and I get so infuriated because these are the most un ungrateful, unthankful devils on the planet. And, you know, the illegal aliens that come over here from Central America and Mexico and they think they're entitled to this and they own the place and they're, they're given all this stuff and they think that they're just whatever, entitled to it. They're ungrateful, unthankful, hell-bound devils is what they are. The one thing I get convicted about more every day is how thankful I am to God that that for my salvation that he puts up with me that that i've been put in this position that i can um <clears throat> do this in ministry that i haven't been um taken out by by satan's forces or whatever that that he's protected um myself and taylor that that that, that he's put a roof over our head and, and and food in our refrigerator and clothes on our back and air, the air that we breathe and the water that we drink and the provisions that he's given us and the vehicles that we drive I'm more thankful all the time for those things because I realize I don't deserve any of it. And I look at this and it's like, oh, you slime bags. You are so ungrateful. You are so evil. You, you, are, you are just nothing but the quintessential essence of, of Satan. He must, Allah, the fallen angel you worship must be so proud of you. And this is what is coming to America and to Europe in, in general. They want to decimate Europe and America, and I'm sure Canada as well, with these stinking, demon-possessed savages that want to cut your head off, rape your wife and daughter, turn them into sex slaves, and, and annihilate you and your family. They're pure evil. No compassion none they're void of any type of compassion for each even each other i read this report today it was on a malaysian website and it was a guy who's a muslim okay and it was about the hajj this this the stampede at the hajj and he wasn't blaming islam on the stampede at the hajj i i, I beg to differ Islam has everything to do with the, with the stampede at the Hajj. He said, oh, it was just a certain sect that, that are really pushy. And, and, and true, I'm not saying that they're not. And, and yeah, the people, I, he identified the Muslims from the Middle East and Pakistan and Afghanistan and uh, Africa as being incredibly rude, incredibly pushy. And again, you look at where the most of the atrocities are coming from within Islam. It's coming from the Middle East and Africa. That is where the biggest atrocities on the planet are happening right now with Islam. They are also, likewise, those ones that go to this Hajj in Mecca, which you're commanded to do one time in your life. If you can afford to do it, at least one time, you're commanded to go through this Hajj ceremony at Mecca, which is where they go around the big black stone idol, the big square stone idol, and, and do all of this stuff, stone the devil, and do all this rigmarole. It's all workspace garbage, earning your way into hell. Okay, and he was talking about the recent stampede of the Hajj. It was like 700 people die and then another 900 some uh, injured and probably maimed. That death tolls probably went way up. It was probably underblown. Then it's kind of funny. Like a week before that, that big gigantic crane owned by the Bin Laden family. Yeah, because they're the ones that are the biggest construction, one of the biggest construction families in the Middle East. Yeah, same same Osama Bin Laden, which we worked with. Yeah, it was their son. Yeah, same guy. Say boogeyman that, that was actually a CIA asset. Yeah, same Bin Laden family. One of their cranes smashed this week, came crashing down, killed 100 people at least, injured I don't know how many more at this Hajj. Then you have the stampede of over 700. 700 die. 
900 more injured, and that's probably a low-blown estimate. And he's talking about, well, it's just because there's there's some factions of them that are really, really rude in, 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 in their, their whatever. And I'm like, you know what? No, this is Islam. They're being better, they're being better Muslims than you. Survival of the fittest. Allah, you know, gives gives uh gives power to those that, you know, take the bull by the horns and everything, and, and to those that assert themselves. And he and he said that they're absolute total um I mean he's a Muslim saying this, that they're they're just savages. Okay. And this guy writing the report sounded like a decent guy. He couldn't have been a hardcore muslim i mean not not like the ones that are like isis or whatever i mean he was condemning their behavior but you know he's failing to get the connection between islam and their satanic behavior because let me tell you something when you become an is when you become a muslim guess what you get to adopt a whole bunch of devils that come into you and they start in thinking they start influencing your thinking pattern <coughs> okay sorry my, my voice is starting to go on me i guess um, and they start influencing your thinking pattern and depending, I truly believe on the level of evil that you already are, as, that you were already are as a person, the generational curses you already had on you, um, and the level to which you sell out to this devil death cult is going to be the level of veracity that you go about practicing Islam. The ones like ISIS, are actually being the truest to the Quran of all Islamic people. They're the ones that are being the most fundamental to the faith because the Quran says to slay, kill, and behead the infidels, to subjugate the women, to rape them, to turn them into sex. I mean, there are other unholy writings get into this. I mean, look who they have as an example, Muhammad, you know, who, who, who took his first and most favorite wife at the age of six, Aisha, and consummated the marriage at the age of nine. Like, we're supposed to even believe that. But there's ways around that Islamically. So I'm sure he was doing stuff right right from the very get-go. And who knows uh, other else what that disgusting pig devil did with little girls. <clears throat> hey, that's their leader. That's their mentor. That's who they look up to. So, you know, you're on a, a progressive adopted demon program the longer you stay in that cult. And the ones that are in ISIS are just being the truest to the truth to their faith that the other ones a lot of them would be considered a lukewarm muslim they're not participating in jihad or holy war they're not killing and slaying the infidel they're not subjugating the women and raping them they're not doing these things that the quran talks about that are either um right to do or permissible so you know it's no wonder <clears throat> but 700 people or actually nine you know seven or sixteen hundred or whatever seventeen hundred get trampled and there's there's no there's no like he said that the ones that 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 um that what happens is is these they get together um like ones from different countries and these are the one and and they'll clash with one another and in like one group of muslims that are doing this hajj where they go around and there's like you know i don't know hundreds of thousands of them and they and they'll 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 try to bully their way through, and then that'll start a panic, and then they'll all start trampling one another, and they'll just kill them. They'll just kill them, they're trampling them, and they have no respect. They have no, like, oh, whatever, whatever, as long as we get our way, as long as we're, well, they, don't, they don't even care about the people in their own religion. A lot of them. Some of them, I'm sure, do, but a lot of them don't. And he says that's what happens. He says these, these bullies... Um, particularly in the Middle East and the Africa, we'll, we'll start these things and they'll, they'll link arms and they'll literally try to bully and then it'll start a panic and then people will start running and then the trampoline starts and it'll keep going on and keep going on. People just keep dying. 4,000 died in like 2000 or, or 1990. He said he was there for that. When that happened, like 4,000 people died. This is common occurrence. He said that they only report these Hodge stampedes, if it's over a hundred. So the, who knows how many times this has happened. It might happen every day. They just don't get up to those kind of numbers. So they don't even report on it. They don't want to put Islam in a bad light, but any, anything over a hundred, they kind of have to report on it, I guess. It just shows you how wicked and evil this stinking, disgusting religion is. And it also shows you that Allah, via Satan, is a very cruel taskmaster. He requires a lot of human sacrifice in order to keep him satiated, meaning satisfied. 
even of his own followers. You know, 100 plus people die in the crane collapse a week before. Who knows how many are dying every day in the Hajj stampedes. And then seven over 700, 900 more injured. Probably a lot of them are dead by now. And then you have all the, the people they're beheading and killing in all of the countries. All of that is, is, is for, for Allah making Allah happy. The fallen angel, moon god. So it's no wonder when you see a group of these devils like this that are just absolute, total, savage terrorists. So let me go back to this report. It says, they tried to overturn the bus. I was traveling in <clears throat> through feces. They were throwing feces at us. Now, where are they getting feces? Are they going in their pants and like just having a supply down there so they can keep throwing it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't, you know, I've never kept feces on me. I mean, how are they getting access to feces? Are you kidding me? I mean, you're talking, you, you are demon-possessed to the toenails if you would do something like that. I would never even consider doing something like that. And these people hadn't even done anything. They'd welcomed them with open arms and they're, and they're acting this way. They barely got out of there with their life. He says, how is the savagery to assimilate in Germany? I felt like we were at war. We were waiting three hours at the border, which ultimately couldn't, we could not cross. Our whole group was transported back to Italy in a bus um, police cordon. This is, remember, this is a translation, so it's a little choppy. The bus is damaged, covered with feces. Who does this? This is one bus covered in feces. Who knows how many other ones are there? I mean, <laughs> it's good I'm not God, is all I can say. <laughs> it wouldn't go well for these devils if I was, which is better. I'm sure. Anyway, um, yeah, the bus is damaged, covered with feces, scratched with broken windows, and this is supposed to be an idea for demographics. I'm, I guess assimilating into their demographics. These big, powerful hordes of savages, among them were virtually no women and no children. The vast majority were aggressive young men. Exactly. All lies that you're getting on TV. Oh, these poor Muslims and all these women. It, it doesn't. It's not even the case. It's a total lie. Just yesterday, while reading about them on the websites, I subconsciously felt compassion. This is before he had this encounter. Worried about their fate. But today, after I saw what I just saw, I'm afraid and yet I'm happy that they did not choose our country as their destination. We Poles are simply not ready to accept these people, neither culturally nor financially. I do not know if anyone is ready to the EU, a pathology... To you, the European Union, he says, a pathology is marching toward you, which we had not yet a chance ever to see. And I am sorry. <coughs> I am sorry if anyone gets offended by this entry. I can add that cars arrived with humanitarian aid, mainly food and water, and they were just overturning those cars. These ungrateful, stinking devils. Unthankful and unholy, like the Bible talks about humanitarian aid they're trying to help them and they're overturning those cars oh i hate that <clears throat> through megaphones the austrians announced that there is permission for them to cross the border they wanted to register them and let them go on which is just unbelievable but the but they did not understand these messages they did not understand anything and this was the greatest whore. For among those few thousands of people, nobody understood Italian or English or German or Russian or Spanish. What mattered was the fist law, meaning their, their fists. They fought for permission to move on, and they had this permission, but they did not realize they had it. I wonder how they would have reacted if somebody would have showed up, like a whole cadre of, 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 of armored vehicles with 50 cows mounted on them, and just mow them down. I, they would have respected that, though, because they only can go by this fist law, evidently. They don't care. They're ungrateful, unthankful, unholy savages. 
evil, throwing feces on people that are trying to help you and give you humanitarian aid, food and water, and this is how you repay them? Is there, is there a more evil sect of devils on planet Earth collectively than these devils? I don't know of any that could even compare. And again, this is why I encourage uh, you know, my listeners to, in whatever way, shape, or form they can to, to, to fight this wickedness coming into whatever country they may be in. Because these people are there to kill you and to subjugate you and to do every manner of perverse thing and to ultimately chop your head off. That's why they're here. That's what they're all about. That's what they love doing. They, if it's evil, they love it. And you can see all the pictures of all these. I, there's all kinds of pictures that he took when he was there. The, the absolute stinking, filthy, unbelievable pigsty they left behind. I wouldn't give them a, a bit of food or a bit of water. Nothing. You're going to come in here and act like savages? You get out? We're going to escort you out by gun. And guess what? Since you, since you didn't want to um, take any of our food and you, you overturned our vehicles and you overturned and you did that, no, no, you don't get anything more. They should have never let these devils in in the first place. It's a wicked horde of savages. Demon possessed to the toenails. And, that, and that's, that's what I absolutely totally believe. The, the proof's in the pudding. The... By their fruits you shall know them. They opened the luggage hatches of a French bus and everything that was inside was stolen within a short time. Some things left lying on the ground. Ne never in my short life have I had an opportunity to see such scenes and feel that this is just the beginning. It is. It is, man. And God bless you and I pray to God your soul be saved. The guy that wrote that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm out of time on part um, four and we will go to part five next.